Coming at you from Stretch and Wolf Studio. It's time again to reach across the internet. Your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. I'm your host, Porter. Sitting to my left, we've got the man Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. Across from me, the enigma, the contradiction, the mystery, Tommy Dixon. What's up, guys? How are we doing, gentlemen? We're great. We are great. You know why? Because it's recording day. Because it's because it's episode 100. Oh, shit. Ooh, milestone. Yeah. That is a fucking milestone. I forgot we're doing this. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is 100. Holy hell. And shockingly, we're making good on some promises. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that weird thing Danny just did. <laughs> right. <laughs> that wasn't a promise. That's just a, a thing yeah, that we have to live with now. I don't know who he was calling, but... And fucking Aquaman, <laughs> Cthulhu... <laughs> Yes. I'm assuming it's something aquatic-based. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> what? It's just what's in my heart. Yeah, okay, that's fine. just what he wanted to go with. Fine, fine, fine. But here it is, folks. 50 episodes ago. Yes. yes. And that's, that's a statement. <laughs> yeah. You want, you want to think about that for a second? That's, that's probably like fucking 75 hours worth of content ago. Roughly? Probably. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but back then... We did Thunderdome, where we had Danny and, and Tom debate the litany. As Philodox and Ragabesh. That is absolutely true. And we said something then, that come 100, <laughs> there would be another debate. <laughs> oh, and I don't get to apologize for this one, because you have I have nothing to be sorry for. <laughs> you soon will be. <laughs> I, you say that now. I say it. But, uh, so here we are, 100, and we're making good on that. Look at us following through with our promise. Like, for once. <laughs> <laughs> we follow through, it just sometimes takes a lot longer. Yeah, you should stay tuned for the finish, uh, the, the conclusion of our Earthblood playthrough, coming, uh, 2036. <laughs> with Carl. <laughs> you have to bring that one up. Carl's Revenge, man. All right. But, so, when we were talking, I mean, obviously the idea was, is I would be... You know, we'd give you guys a rest for that, mm-hmm. and then I would be debating. And when it comes to debating, yeah, you know, there's don't make me say it. Yeah, I'm not going to make you. I'm not going to say shit. What I am going to say is that you know we've had plenty of of uh, good friends come on this podcast over the over the years, which we can say now over the years. Shit, yeah. You know, Alyssa and TC and Grant, Kaysen. You know, our buddy Johnny Strides. I mean, there's there's been a lot of great people on here, you know, part of our extended family. And yes. we, you know, we love all of them. But for me. For you. There was only one name that was in contention for this. There, there, there wasn't a second choice. Okay. The, the guy we're bringing out, he, he is one of our very first supporters. He has uh, had our back just about since day one. I consider him a good friend. And uh, a good friend that I have argued with. Yes, you have. <laughs> a couple hundred times, easily. At least, yeah. <laughs> it's a friendship from arguing. It is. Just violent, angry arguments. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we, you know, we've always managed to stay friends. Of course. Despite our differences, it's, it's always been great. And so there was no one else I would rather have on here to debate the litany with me today than our good buddy, Charybdis Jenkins. Charybdis, welcome back to the show. I'm honored to be back again. You were and scared we, about we that. You know, there was never blood between us. No. I mean, okay, about, you well, know, there's Atlantic between us. Uh, the that, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Ribdis is, is quite far away. 
for their actual to be blood. <laughs> well, we, I mean, we could try, I guess. I well, you know, this, the episode just started. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the good thing is, uh, if you need a punching ball, you have Danny and Tom right away between uh, beside you, right? Yep, he's close just, enough. He's just, just out of reach. reach. So Danny's safe. <laughs> Tom's on the other side of the table. I ain't going. I ain't putting that kind of effort in. But you also have <laughs> you, you have some objects you could throw if possible. That's that, a really good point. That, yeah, don't tell him that. <laughs> he's not throwing at me with the computer here. He, he could. <laughs> no, just overhead, you know, like that. Just Over- bounce it off your head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm afraid now. <laughs> no, but you and I, I think we, Caribbean, we have debated about all sorts of issues all around the, the world of Arrakis and beyond. And, oh yeah, uh, hell, we we did. We, <laughs> we had some nasty discussions, I guess. Oh yeah, but again, and I think uh, I'm I'm only speaking for myself, but I'm, I'm sure you agree that you know you know we've always been able to just kind of laugh it off, shake hands, and you know all's good. Oh, obviously. So one of the, one of the big things we have is the the ability to agree to disagree. Which I, I disagree and... with because I hate that fucking sentence, but <laughs> <laughs> so we're off to a good start. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, so um, we always have the ability to to have different opinions and still moving on and not not needing to convince the other one that he's not a fucking moron and we are of course right in everything we say. <laughs> I like I like how that was phrased. On the other hand, so that was better. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot better. <laughs> It's a nice, uh, polite way of saying, I'm right all the time, and you suck, just not being mean about it. I'm right, and you're an idiot, but you're an idiot, so you don't see that, so here we are. (laughs) (laughs) That ought to sum it up, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, and I can't see failure in that. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, those of you playing the home game, (laughs) if, um... We don't know how this is going to go, but if it sounds like it's getting a little uh, rough and maybe a little... It's not. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're survived. Warning now. <laughs> yeah. Firstly. Everyone has given full consent of what's about to happen. <laughs> Waivers have been signed. Everyone's got their cup. It's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we had to give that first. You have not heard our arguments in private. No, I, oh, no. I, no, I've heard of them. I haven't <laughs> been there when they've happened. And they're in private for a reason. Yes. <laughs> Stuff can't hit the air. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite, quite often, actually. So we are but gonna... it's fine. We're, we're still good. Oh, absolutely. You know, again, like I said, there's, there's no, you were my first and only choice for this episode, so I'm so glad you're here. Because yeah, he definitely I'm wasn't very honoring us. No. <laughs> what would be the point? You'd win. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> even if we, yeah, even if it was me and you versus Porter, <laughs> and, we had, and we had all the time in the world to come up with something, he'd still win. But what I like here is you don't hear any arguments from Charybdis on that issue. <laughs> well, no, of course not. Why would he argue that? <laughs> yeah, why, why, I, you know, once you're right, you're right, and I'm not arguing about that. <laughs> See, there we go. Hey, at least he agreed with me. Appreciate it. That might have been the only and the first time of your life, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's certainly the only agreeing that's going to happen during this episode, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yes. All right, well, let's have some fun, um, because it is uh, Meaver's Charybdis. We're going to hand this over to Daniel Tyson, MC. Danny, what are we doing and what are the rules? All right, so what we're going to do here, we're going to read off the Tenet of the Litany, and then Tom is going to decide 
who is debating which who's, side who's of that Who's for argument. the litany or who's against it. Okay. And then the next tenant will switch it up or I or guess that's... keep the same. It's up to me. It's up to Tom. Tom, Tom is our fucking chaos factor here, which prevents us from doing any actual prep work or research. <laughs> so it makes us fun. Exactly. And also because of that, I guess we're not really keeping... Score. Oh no, I got I got score down. I'm ready. Oh, you are. Keeping I am score. ready to keep score because me and you will judge at the end when both of them have exhausted everything they can say, <laughs> and we will vote who has won that portion uh, me, was, between me and you. I was gonna say if we're gonna wait till they've exhausted everything they can say, we'll be here for three days. That's fine. Get ready for a long episode, guys. <laughs> Honestly, I was gonna make the same comment. So <laughs> I've we'll seen the arguments. We'll stop them when we. Yeah, that's kind of what she said. Oh, there we go. All right, starting off early. Excellent. Punch one. Point for Caribbean. Oh, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the first tenant of the litany. Garu shall not mate with Garu. Caribbean, you lead off, and you are for this litany. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yay. I like that response. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's fitting, right? (laughs) So... Already. <laughs> yeah, can we just wait for Danny not to die off, right? Yeah, yes, please wait. Thank you. Thank you for waiting. Uh, you know that I hate that tenant. That's kind of why I chose it this way. I know yeah, you I, 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 of course. Of course it was. I know, I know. Well, I can switch it then if you can't come up with something. <laughs> no, 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 no. What is we, this, we the mercy rule for the foreign kid? <laughs> oh, boy. Take, take your time. Okay, no, no, no I'm, just, I'm just waiting for uh, for Danny not to die. Oh, Is he's he okay? done. He's no, done. I'm ready. You go for it. Oh, you're done. Okay. Okay, so, Garou shall not meet with Garou. It's obviously uh, the right thing because of, you know what, the fucking matters. They are there. They are the, they are the prime example why you should follow the litany. If a Garou meets with, uh, meets with another Garou, there will be some worm offspring that is basically sullying his whole ancestry. And not only should the Mattis be put to death, but also the parents who said it. That's pretty harsh right off the bat. Mm. Rebuttal. The parents and the child should be put to death. What kind of monster are you? The fact of the matter is... The fact (laughs) of the matter is... The apocalypse is nigh. There's no doubt that it's going to happen within this generation. We need every warrior we can get. Not only from a Metis, who, I remind you, changes at an earlier age, who is raised in the nation, so has a deeper connection to Gaia, to, to the rest of the nation, to accept, has a better understanding of spirits in the Garu way, but, but also to, to suggest that we kill the parents. That's two more soldiers off our front line. What, what is it? That's two soldiers that obviously can't follow the simplest order not to fuck their buddy. Hey, you know what? They can fight, they can kill. And if nothing else, they can be meat shields. We need every hand we can get. You know, and you talk about worm. Yeah, you know what? There are metas that fall to the worm on occasion. There are homids and lupus that fall to the worm on occasion. But the fact of the matter is, maybe it's our treatment of those metas that result in that. If we could get over ourselves and our antiquated bullshit and realize that the time for future generations, that is not our concern right now. Maybe we should be pumping out shock troops to get us through the end days. And you know, when those end days are done, then we can revisit the subject. 
But for crying out so loud. So what you're basically, what you're saying is you want to feed the beast of war all the blood at once, right? You want to create cheap shock troops just to die on the battlefield. Children which are horrible, disfigured, can't hold their own uh, mind together. Children that will most probably kill their mother while birth. So that's anyway one warrior down. Those yeah, so so you want to just double that number just because, right? Because of a rule that came out, what, how many fucking eons ago? That's lunacy. In fact, lunacy, Aunt Luna would probably agree with your stance. You know, Which as, she stable, as stable as she school. is. <laughs> Loving this already. Yeah, this awesome episode. <laughs> you know, you talk about it, it, suddenly every menace is just some quadriplegic fish out of water just flopping around waiting to dance the spiral. Or hop the spiral, in, as the case may be. <laughs> you know, that that's insane. There, There is a list of plenty of fine warriors for Gaia that happen to be Mattis. Look at names like a Banana Split or Bjorn Blood from Stone. Bjorn Blood from Stone is cooler than four of you combined. And you just want to fucking throw him in a trash grinder? He probably would have wanted that as well. I, I think he is probably happily in the umbra doing something rad right now. But neither here nor there. <laughs> we are in a position, we are losing this war. We have to do things differently. Clinging to the old ways just because it's the old ways is ridiculous. And when we are in a position, when our back is to the wall, when the end time is coming, that you tell me that we can, we can mass produce soldiers to help maybe win this war and have a chance for the future. And you're saying no, because once upon a time... It was the wrong thing to do. If it would only be once upon a time the wrong thing to do, why are there medics in the first place? Surely Gaia had a, had a reason why she made that. She didn't did that with the Naga. Ex it, the whole difference, Naga are expected to make Ruby Toe. No, it's, it's in the werewolves where the medics is the problem. And don't you think that Gaia and her wisdom did something right about that? Maybe, maybe since you put up some very good names, of course. They are they can be heroes. But what about asking Thunder Roar about that? Because Thunder Roar was definitely in my uh, on my side here. He basically from his early age on was so full of rage, so fitted he started to kill off his own. And he, I mean he made his role of the Philotox great, sure. While he's going out killing Metis for the for the pure travesty they are just for existing. Well, you know, that kind of sounds like sorts of Heimdall talk to me. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you, you know, you're just saying that because I'm German. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls the race car and we're ready. <laughs> wow! <laughs> First time. <laughs> Ah. All right, Tom. We're going to let him keep going, or we're going to the next one? I think we can go to the next one. Not All right. One. Are we silent voting? Well, you're the one voting, so... Oh, no, it's me and you. Yes. We're silent voting? Silent voting, voting okay, on that one. Okay, we'll silent vote that one. All right. Didn't even come to the part where it's, of course, we don't want to lose the connection to our kinfolk. I probably should have led with that. <laughs> I might have... But I didn't, because they are different reasons, and actually I'm totally against this fucking <laughs> 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 Alright. Combat the worm wherever it dwells and whenever it breeds. Hmm. Order. 
Lead us off. You are for this one. All right. Obviously, this is a tenet that should be followed to the letter. We are Gaius Fangs. It is our job to protect her interests, to protect, to ensure that there is a future, and to fight back the apocalypse. And we certainly can't do that sitting in our hands and playing kumbaya like some tribes would like to suggest. <laughs> that was a deep cut. <laughs> hey. Now. You didn't say any tribe. You just said some. Some tribes. Might. Now, now, sure, there, there are plenty of sources of evil and corruption in the world, but the Garu is the Garu nation we are uniquely suited to take care of those worm hives, the, the banes in the deep dark, the things that are crawling out, the things that the humans can't comprehend, to allow them to just run rampant because we decide, or because maybe it's hard, or that violence is mean, is, is simply doing the worm's work for it. So you want to end doing the worm's work by doing the worm's work and destroying everything in front of part because you don't understand it? Well, certainly nothing in nature destroys other things, right? Oh, yeah. That's why there are volcanoes and twisters and stuff like that. And that's why the worm is part of the tribe. Once we, once we tackle this tenet, we first have to ask us, okay, which worm? Are we talking about the worm of balance? Should the worm be eradicated from the get-go? Well, if you were familiar with the tenant, even in the slightest, you would know that it's talking about the worm as, as it has been corrupted. It's, it's weird no, it doesn't. Know it that. says, you shall battle the worm wherever it breathes, wherever it will. That's the worm. That's not aspects of the worm. That's the whole worm. So basically, Garu should destroy destruction, which is a paradox in itself. And even if we're talking about the worm of corruption... Well, while I wouldn't even disagree with that one, because yes, you should destroy the worm of corruption. Well, there we go, then. You don't disagree. Yeah. I, I, I want to thank you for helping what, me no. with that point, that you do not disagree um, that we need to stop the worm of corruption and its minions that are actively trying to destroy all of Gaia. I mean, thanks. You are right, but that's the I, I know. Thank you. No, that, that's the thing. We don't, we don't agree. We, dis, we agree on the part that the worm of corruption has stopped. But we agree, don't agree on the on the way how to do it. So, but, but well, we're not Maybe talking about how it, right now. We're talking about whether or not we should let the minions of the worm continue to breed the, and fester the, the, the and attack things. And you seem to be pro that, <laughs> except when you agree with me, which you just said you did two or three times. I did. Yes, yes, yes. And still, I don't. You know, that's that's me becoming the glass walker. I'm I'm going to be because sometimes you have to withdraw from a battle to win the war in the old time. And the problem with this tenet is not that the worm and the worm of corruption has to be stopped, it's the absolutism in it. It's a problem of wherever it dwells, wherever it is. You, you can't destroy destruction. That's just not possible. You have to have the worm there. Without the worm, there is no balance. Without the worm, there is nothing for the wild to create in the first place. Well, yes, the worm, today is, the worm today is corrupted. Yes, the worm today is crazy. But maybe the worm itself is not a problem. So there comes the question, okay, where does this tenet actually come from? Whoa. So was the worm the problem from the, from the get-go? Well, or we argue if the weaver or the worm, and I mean, that's a different discussion. That is actually a good discussion. Maybe, maybe we should switch the focus to what's the real problem. Well, if we're talking about adding tenets... That's a different discussion as well, but there's no denying that the worm is a problem. You look at the black spiral dancers, look at rampant femora, look at the dealings of Pentax, you know, and that's just to pull three things. We can go deep cuts. We can pull some other weird shit. We can talk about the false window. We can talk about Spearfinger and all the other uh, worm 
creatures and corrupted things that have happened over the years. The idea to ignore this tenet, I mean, what, what would have happened if the Croton had listened to you and just well, stood by while the Eater the, of Souls ran rampant what over about the Pure Lands? What about the Tenna? Great, great Tenna herself was a worm spirit. Once coming into creation, Octana was a spirit of the worm. Shall we destroy Octana then? Well, that was a different worm in of itself. That was before the, what happened. The worm got corrupted, and uh, Octana they, they stayed on the right side. You know, and, but while we're bringing them up, you, know, you look at the Bane tenders, who, yes, do not necessarily destroy these Banes, but seal them and confine them. You talk about destroying destruction, it's still taking them off the board, honoring that tenant of the litany without necessarily destroying. So I guess, again, what's your, what's your argument? I mean, I guess we go back to the part where you said I was right. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we could go back to that one because the main problem here is the art, uh, is the, the way how to battle the worm. And destroying it just for the sake of destruction is just doing the worm's work for him. And Garu, in the ages, are pretty good at actually feeding the worm instead of beating it. Yeah, but to what extent? Certainly, you could argue that there have been events that would feed, say, the Beast of War, or smaller-scale things. Certainly. It's about scale at that point. Is, is so the worm getting maybe, their full-course or 12-course meal, or, thanks to Garu action, they, he just gets the fucking little soup sampler or some bullshit. Right? Yeah. It, it's, it's a small meal. It's the, the thing that helps. Maybe that actually is the thing that helps. Maybe that's what we actually would need. Is a soup to sample? Battle the worm, to, to battle the worm, not to destroy all the bad stuff, but actually to create something good. The worm can't create. That's, uh, that's, that's not its job. No, no, but that could be the job of the Garu. That's why sometimes it's better to take a step back, look, okay, what, the, what does this community need here? Do they really need to be leveled down to Earth level, or do they actually need some people in there to build up a community for them to help them fighting whatever corruption is beating them up? Well, I, I think what they need is to not be murdered by Black Spiral Dancers. I think that's probably the immediate solution. Yeah, it's better to get murdered by Get Offenders or Red Helms. That's... <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe ask the people that are dead about that. Mm. You know, you can do that because you have uh, Thurges out there that can speak to spirits because they are fighting the worm and not being murdered by the worm's minions because we combat the worm wherever it dwells and whatever it breeds. (laughs) I think we're going a little bit of a circle here, so we might have to move (laughs) on. Yeah, we're going. Yep, we're going to move on. Yeah, you go go, give your vote, then let's move on. Hey, keep admitting I'm right during these. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> what is I the mean, next that, one? That's basically, that's basically because you're right. <laughs> All right. Now, even, even if you go for the uh, Children of Gaia standpoint, it's still, you know, a way of beating the worm. In just, it's, it's a way about the how, not about the that. I mean, I see where he's going with it, yeah. I, I did well, too. I know where he's going with it, yeah, sir. But, you know. <laughs> I, I had a stance I'm here to argue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then, we're going to pick another stance. Respect the territory of another. Tom, who is Philodox and who is Ragabash. Ooh, this is a good one. Let's, uh, let's have Charybdis go for this one. Ah, busted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, busted. I would 
total way of going for a fact that is it can't hold down territory. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even going to be my stance, but go for it, man. That's fine. Tom can understand that because the Fianna are pretty much like that, right? Yep. <laughs> 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 I was hoping someone's gonna bring it up. Go to get a Fianna. Get a Fianna. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So respect the territory of another is of course an important thing. What are the Garu? At the end of the day, the Garu are the fangs of Gaia. They are an army, and what is an army that does not follow orders, does not follow control? They can't be in total chaos and alienation of each other all the time. There is something, there are times of peace and there are times you can challenge people for their territory, for the leadership of a tribe, of, of a cairn, of a pack, but always do it with respect. Without respect, you're just creatures, you're just black spiral dancers killing each other all, all the time. Also, what good does it bring in weaken Gaia's warriors? We had the discussion in the Metis before, right? Why, why put them on the stake or, or killing two, possibly three warriors of Gaia just because, hey, little Octana Karen here looks a bit weak. That's why we, the Wimbrunas, come in and, and slaughter you. I mean, that's a whole lot of different things you threw out there. And I mean, I, I, I do want to point at respect. Um, and that's, that's an interesting point. You know, much like how uh, King Morningkill respected his court by throwing everyone even remotely competent out on their asses. The problem with this tenet is that we don't live in 18 diggity four anymore. We are fighting this battle not only in the Umbra and in, and in the wild places, but in the cities. A place where a howl of announcement in the middle of Boston is not going to fly. We still have the veil to consider. What, are, what about instances of doing your job? Fighting the worm. Uh, we're, we're supposed to stop and break off and let, let the enemy get away because it's not our jurisdiction anymore. You know, we crossed Main Street, now that's Bonar territory, so up, we, we gotta respect it. Everyone go home. Just let the worm... I mean, you might as well just not, you know, fight the worm wherever it dwells and whenever it breeds. I mean, that kind of lunacy. Um, <laughs> Tom's over there dying. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's simply not, a, it's not practical on the day-to-day. -day. If we're talking about a mission of diplomacy or something, or between cairns with, with decent ties, certainly maybe even a phone call could suffice. But practical application on the day, when you're in the dirt, doing your job, there's no time for that shit. I mean, you think, oh, about, you think about Jonas Albrecht and Mari Karba. You think of the, the fucking shitstorm they started... Because what, he walked down the wrong side of the street one day. He wasn't a threat to anyone. He was just going to be a drunk idiot Silver Fang. And now we have I that fight have through every rule book page. Idiot haunted. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? I just saying, I don't think you have to put the drunk, uh, the drunk idiot in front of it. Ah, no, he wasn't nobody yet. He was still the drunk idiot phase. He was still post-exile sleeping on a park bench in Central Park. I stand by drunk idiot. Let's, let's pop open, it's not related, let's pop open the comic of uh, second edition where his first appearance is him dropping a bottle of booze because Evan bumped into him. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That guy's no, like um, Tony Starks. The things you say, you are right to a degree again, but only to the degree of saying, okay, we can't do this right now because right now we have to pet the worm. 
But of course, after the battle, you can go to the one who's leading the area, who is having is the head of the cairn. You can go to the water and go to them and put the hatchet back in the earth. You can tell them, look, this was the problem. We would have called, but we couldn't. So we had to take care of this problem. Hope you enjoy. Certainly you can. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Courtesy is a good thing. It didn't just die. I know society argues, but courtesy didn't just die. That's a good point. However, you know, we, we are, we are still talking about that practical application. There, there are so many instances of Cairns battling or, or tribal uh, irritations exacerbated by something like this when all the while we could be, and maybe should be, stepping back and going, look, once again, the end times are here. We are living in a new world where everyone has a fucking camera and there are eyes everywhere. And then maybe we can just understand that sometimes someone's accidentally going to step on somebody's toe and that's going to be okay. Certainly. Certainly that's okay. And once he stepped on your toes, you can make reputations about it. He can say, yeah, there, there was a problem. Here is whatever small fetish or trophy of all types. And because you are the, the one in the highest station here, because this is your station, of course, you can pick the first of the loot. What's he at that point now? That, that's, that almost sounds like, here, let me pay you off because I was doing my fucking job. What we should be hearing is, thanks for the assist. Or, hey, no big deal. You were down Main Street. That's fine. You, you, were, you weren't attacking. You were, you were doing your job. Not, hey, you were doing your job on my territory, so give me something. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I'd love to keep on this one, but we we're, gotta we're move on. We're kind of bleeding into another tenant there. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we we kind of bleeding in, and I was holding me so hard back about, yeah, that's pretty American of you. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> American of you? <laughs> Do you mean victorious? Because you said I was right again. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> Almost no spit take at a time. <laughs> All right, we're, we're moving on. We're uh, yeah, let's move on. We're only gonna get, still got ten more to go here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Things are just getting heated. Or eleven, sorry. Whatever. Uh, accept an honorable surrender. Quarter year four, this one. Okay. I don't know if you guys were aware, but the apocalypse is coming. <laughs> and <laughs> It already happened. Allegedly, but did it? I don't see no W5, and we're not talking about that today. Okay. Right, <laughs> shut up, this isn't my battle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you want a piece of me too, damn it? Yeah, you know, re- oh. you don't respect this territory, Tom. Alrighty then. Yeah, the apocalypse is nigh, and um, there aren't a whole lot of Garu. Now, the Garu Nation has a long history of being stubborn and beating their heads against the wall and beating each other's heads against the wall. I don't know what he's over truly minor shit. I mean, also some major shit, but really minor shit sometimes. You know, the nature of the 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 reincarnation in, in uh, past lives can make minor slights become centuries-long family grudges. And in so many times, uh, combat is a way things are settled. Be that a small ritual combat, you know, in, in the, the safety of a, of a cairn, under the eye of a master of the challenge, or large sept-versus-sept brawls over who stole the last glass of fucking punch 300 years ago. 
how is this relevant is with those dwindling numbers, with the end coming so soon, we have to understand and get over our shit. We have to accept the honorable surrender to save our numbers because we need every single soldier we have. In fact, we need more of them, which is a callback to another thing. You know, can a surrender actually be honorable? Well, absolutely. We're, oh, we're not talking. Look, look, look at it. You, you've <laughs> lost. You, that's like, okay, look, we're, we're just rolling ourselves on our back. Just, just do it. We are honorable, you know? We're just giving up. Well, that's not... How can that, how that, that can be, in, in any case, be an honorable thing? You lost. You, there is no such thing as an honorable losing. You are battling no the such war. Thing as an honorable loss. You are already. I, 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 I want you to times. confirm that, sir. What? <laughs> you just said there's no such thing as an honorable loss. No, you are losing. What kind of people would think losing is something honorable to do? Well, losing is a it, thing that, that I, happens half the time. Yeah, that doesn't make it better. Half of every conflict is a loss. Yeah, but it should be on the side of the other of the other one. Well, you are we, not we losing. can't always You're control not which up. side. Look, but there's a look, difference it, between going, I lost, I'm taking my ball and going home. I'm calling my mommy. I'm, I'm kicking the I'm punching you in the throat because you beat me at tic-tac-toe. That's how I chose to, phrase, to, to say that. <laughs> or extending your hand and saying, good game, sir. There's honor in that, certainly. Yeah, if it's just a game for you, then you could say that. Well, what if it's just a game? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe... Uh, Maybe you haven't realized, maybe you've forgotten it, I'm not sure, but you know what? This is the apocalypse. Well, it certainly and you is. And you can't actually lose the apocalypse and think something, you know, shake hands with the worm. You know what? That was a good thing, Black Spiral Dancer. But I'm not talking maybe about next time. shaking hands with the worm. It didn't even have thumbs. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about how many of <laughs> the worm might have thumbs, actually. <laughs> But, but, you know, we're not talking about the battle against Magomer, the Black Spiral Dancer. There's nothing honorable about a Black Spiral Dancer. That's not an honorable surrender. That's a cheaty bitch trying to get you to lower your weapon so he can stab you in the back. What I am talking about is, you know, the, the clash between, say, Jorgen Krieg and Gogo Fangs first. Where when Gogo is beating Jorgen Krieg upside his idiot head, Jorgen goes, wait a minute, I was wrong, I surrender. Don't kill me so I can serve Gaia and fight against the apocalypse by your side. Because I you can get over myself for a second. This, you should have thought about that before you took arms against Gogol Fangsters. Well, I mean, really, the, that example, anyone. I mean, Gogol Fangsters. Yeah, no, no, you know, that, that's the thing about, you know, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a stargazer, that's a child of Gaia argument, say, oh, you know what, I changed my mind, I was wrong, you are right, here, this is my... No, 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 you made a decision, now follow it through. You made the decision to actually come into, you know, bring it to blows. So you decided, so, you so, decided to bring that to, to a death fight. If you wanted to have it another way, you could have, could have agreed to different terms in the first place. You could have said, okay, this is going to first one on the ground. You can go and say, this is going to first blood, whatever. Well, that but would be up to the decide, master of the challenge at that point. Because that's how that works. That would be up to the master of the challenge. But even still, still they, let's, let's remove... Still, let's still then, still then <laughs> there, there is always a winner and a loser, yes, depending, on the, depending on the circumstances. What kind of scared creature wouldn't go through to the last blow of this fight? If you lose, okay, maybe. 
but you don't surrender. On the you other don't hand, surrender before you have lost, and you don't lose before you surrender. Well, you, you, yeah, you certainly don't surrender before you've lost. But, <laughs> but on the other hand, uh, from your point, what, what kind of asshole is in a position to where he could kill his brother-in-arms, his cousin, uh, metaphorically speaking, over an issue, and he just decide to take that player off the battlefield. And while we're at it, probably to continue family grudges at that point, continue that circle of in-nation in fighting, which is ridiculous and wasteful in the times of the apocalypse. Maybe somebody surrender. who has some rage in himself, you know, some glorious rage. Well, about someone with some fucking self-control? Isn't that a little more of what we need? I, it, it sounds like we, what you're t- suggesting is we need a bit more kumbaya at the fireside. <laughs> that, that was mean. <laughs> uh, what I'm suggesting... <laughs> what I'm suggesting is we not uh, murder soldiers over who took the last fucking uh, you know, piece of cheesecake or whatever. That that's maybe and, not a and good you are, use. You are right about that, Porter. The you thing really is, gotta stop what telling kind, me I'm right during these. Kind, what kind... You know, what kind of stupid massive challenge would make Death Ride out of, you know, taking the last cheesecake? Well, that, that guy's, I don't know, he's, he's been hitting the head a lot, but... <laughs> yeah, that's why, you don't, that's why you don't make the vertical room. <laughs> All right, I think we got to move on again. <laughs> oh, boy. This is going to be fun. Submission to those of higher station. Go, Porter. You're for this one. I'm right. Fuck yeah, I am. We're at war. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a war going on. You haven't said that for every tenant so far. You know what? <laughs> Don't need to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut gallery. <laughs> I gotta do something in this episode. It's Stabber and Waldorf over here. <laughs> That's alright. My voice is gonna be heard in this episode somewhere. <laughs> alright. <laughs> no, um, obviously. There, there is a war going on. There is a hierarchy. Here. We need people in the lead, knowledgeable, strong people to, to rally the troops. Let's, let's be clear here. The Gaia Nation is a very spiritual society, absolutely. Uh, they, are, they are protectors, but they are warriors. There, there is a hierarchy. There is, there is a war going on. You need generals. You need someone at the top to direct the troops. You need the wisdom of your elders. And you cannot effectively fight a battle when, when you have orders questioned on the fucking regular. You can't have a solid structure. Look at the War of the Amazon. When Gogol Fangs first sends a war out on patrol, that war does not go, sir, I don't think I want to. Or wouldn't this be bad for like the people like the, the indigenous people here? Or what about the jobs that Pentex is creating that's good for the economy? No, you shut the fuck up and you do what you're told. And that's the reason the War of the Amazon is going so fucking well. Sure. Maybe we shouldn't go to some, you know, brilliant strategist like Odo Fankhurst and ask Jonas Albrecht about what the thing with his grandfather was. You know, submitting to those in the highest station. Well, by submitting... He, he, ra- he, ra- you know, he rather was going drunk in, in Central Park. You know what the problem on this is? It, it's it's kind of the same thing like respecting the other's territory. You know what? This guy, we just have black style dancers running rampant in the street. You know, we are not, 
you know, that's not our territory anymore. We are don't in the, we're not in the highest station. So maybe we should just let them go because some guys over there on the other side said, you know what, we don't kill those vampires because somehow we have a treaty about with them. Oh, fuck this. It's, a, it's the same idea of letting idiots in charge while you go there and actually could do something. Actually, Golgo was a great example for this. Yeah. Once he came to Amazon, he was on a higher station. He didn't submit to Wilson higher station. He was going there and saying, no, 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 you know what? You're idiots. Let me do this. And he did it to great escape, uh, to great success. Gogo thinks versus war. rank six, he absolutely is the higher station. Yeah, now he is. But he wasn't once he come to Amazon. He totally was, sir. We have to look this up for another <laughs> episode. Because I think there was never actually okay, said when he, when table, he was guys. going for yeah we we should take, take this him one off the table. Oh. It's it's, it's kind of funny that we we like with every fucking tenor we come up with Gogol for oh. some reason. He's a I can switch to the Margrave. It's fine. <laughs> actually, the Margrave the Margrave is actually a good example. You know why didn't the Margrave submit to the king? I thought you were going to say cross the road for a second. <laughs> No, the Margrave is not, he's not only not submitting to the king, he is actually subverting him. Well, he's where... creating his own alliance in, the, in Europe and actually might, uh, you know, let, let the apocalypse come in 20 years. What about if, you know, this submission of the Margrave is actually leading the Garu to a new civil war? What about the Garu in America is, are going to fight against those in Europe again? Just because there is some shadow lord in Europe thinking he could do the things better than the king. I mean, he, he is doing things better than the king. But, you know, to take your point, uh, I would love to be pointed to the passage where Elbricht said, hey, Margrave, don't do that. I, 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 don't, I don't know where it exists where, where the Margrave, you know, is doing what it's saying. And Elbricht goes, stop being effective and awesome, please. That, that didn't happen. So, like, I'm not sure where you're going with that. But, you know, you talk about the, the, quote, idiots in charge. But, you know, doesn't every fucking 20-something think anyone older than 20-something is an idiot? They're antiquated. Well, they don't know what they're doing. There, there are years and years of, of strategies and in, in hardened battle experience to weigh on. And the fact of the matter is the Garanation doesn't suffer fools gladly. If there's someone who is inept in charge... More often than not, they are taken off the board. Certainly, you, you have a, a point with your example, with, with your morning kill example, but, you know, shit, a broken clock's right twice a day, right? It does. And still, you say, you say it yourself, those that don't work will be taken off. Why are they taken off? Because there are people in lower station who actually see where's the problem and take, and take, take care of that. Well, the rank one is not going to, um, you know, your, your average client isn't, isn't going to overtake his council of elders but the idiot on the council of elders will be taken out by the other members of the council of elders and that's and i hope that that until it happens there won't be disaster coming before we had actually there would be a interesting anecdote every time for that um there was a game i was actually in there and i was a rank one or rank two third and there was a rank four third making horrible accusations about another guy off the cairn. And he was actually telling those people that there are hawks and loons, which 
you know, fed him in the information he now presents before the whole kernel makes a whole mess out of it. And the only reason the lower the low rank couldn't talk up and say, you know what, loons are fucking crazy. Hawks are known for, you know, fucking with you and, and bitching you. What are you talking about? This is bullshit. No, the higher station is just pulling rank. And that's not how effectiveness works. Arguments should be in charge, not rank. And, and that's all well and good in theory when we're sitting around the campfire and where we're hashing out our, our, our precious feelings. But what what matters, what we're really talking about, is in the battlefield. What, what matters is the war. You cannot have the Clioth nobody, you know, in his third day as a Garu, all rip ready to roar to kill the worm, disobeying orders, and doing whatever the hell he wants, because when him and his idiot pack go over here to take out the, the, the threat that they feel is the right thing, they've fucked it up for everybody else, too. It costs lives. And so does an ineffective leader. You know, you are right to the point when shit hits the fang. Uh, the fan, not the fang. Uh, when shit the hits the fang. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, that's a little bonor here. Um, <laughs> if that happens, you know, Gara are trained to do this. They are warriors. They fall in line. They will battle the battle that needs to be done. Yes, they but are out, because but, of the higher outside. But outside of those situations, arguments and ideas are the things that should work, not the rank. All right. <laughs> These are going to take a little longer than I expected them to do, so we're going to go on to the next one. Oh, it's fine. This is good stuff. <laughs> the first share of the kill for the greatest in station. I have a problem with this one, but that's just personal. Everybody does, so I think. leave your I, bias out does. of it. Try, try and leave your bias out of it here, Tom. Porter gets it. I'm sorry. 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 This this comes back to trusting our leaders, trusting the wisdom and experience of our elders. The the to to grant the highest stage of the first of the kill. It, it's not always to be taken so literally. Certain it, it certainly it can be as a form of tribute. But then we trust our elders to distribute where things need to be distributed. Certainly, because a Clioth comes home with a grand clave that he managed to finagle through dumb fucking luck, doesn't mean he is best suited to use that clave. Shouldn't we trust in the Elders to find that and to pass it into more capable hands, somewhere where it won't inevitably be lost to the enemy again five minutes later? Moreover, by doing so, we cut out the infighting. When, when that cub shows up with that prized fetish that he certainly does not deserve and didn't really earn, we, we have removed the outside input of other Garu going to take it from him, which only serves to cause more infighting and turmoil among the sept, and to keep Garu pitted against each other instead of focused toward the worm. We must trust in our elders, in their wisdom, and in their experience. That is why that tenet is here. So, if it's so easy to get it and the, you know, the Link 1 has not earned it, why didn't the highest station just go there themselves and get the Clone Clave? Well, that's a weird situation. That's a weird situation. Like, why would they know it was there? No, I, I, I get what you're saying, but you know what? <laughs> I think the greatest station can handle himself damn well. You know, he does not need to take the toys of those that actually earned them. No, but you we may, don't give you infant may, You might want to say it was through luck, 
But you know what? Luck is stupid. There is no luck. There is just the blessing of Gaia, the blessing of, of the spirits would actually lead those young warriors in there. On the other side, so you will tell me there is this, this, this guy who actually survived, uh, let, let's say it was a raid on whatever, and he survived, and he come, come back with a great fetish here. That might outrank him, sure. There might be people that are, you know, better suited to wield it if we take it uh, as, a, as a collective thing. But he has earned it. He survived it. He got there. He earned the right to keep it. Or what he is going to do? Take it away from him? And yeah, you basically can just shove him back to the Black Spiders in the first place. Just take all, everything of those uh, young fox and say, nah, you don't deserve it. You don't take it. That's, you know, that's me because I am the highest in station. But see, the problem, and there's a few things here, is number one, I mean, you brought up that, you know, trusting in Gaia's will, and Gaia's will says first to the kill to the greatest station. So No, the litany does. Which came from where? It was Gaia's will, right? No, it came from a concord. That's the same thing. So you're saying Gaia... You know, I don't know. That's, that's, I'm not going to confuse the issue here. I'm going to be cool. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about the elders shouldn't take said fetish, but you understand that without their intervening, everyone else in that sept is going to be gunning for that same fetish, and there's nothing stopping them from fucking taking it. By trusting in the elders, there, there is a way where the proper things are given to the people who can make the best use of them. You know, we don't give fucking infants handguns we don't give them to I mean, toddlers because the fiver no we, we don't i don't know what goes on in the news over there but we do not we don't do that you know a, a four-year-old for example has no concept of life or death or the damage she could rot with, with 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 a handgun certainly the same way that a client just handed a grand clave that he picked up off the floor because no one else was looking or whatever he has no idea the power in his hands. He has no idea how to properly use that. Let the elders put that in the hands that it, that it needs to be in. Because we're not talking about the elder taking that and keeping it. What good's it going to do to the, the Cairn Order who doesn't get to leave the Sept? Whose Sept has never been attacked by the worm? It just collects dust. That's wasteful. As wasteful as giving it to a fucking newborn cub... Who's gonna like pretend he's Conan or something for five minutes, bite off more than he could chew, get murdered? No, you give that to maybe the, the head of the season guardian pack. Who has earned it? Right. And that is the elder answer. making that decision. Why wouldn't the elder just decide, okay, you know what, there is a prize fetish we know of. That's let's get that. And maybe those guys should go in there. Maybe maybe if he would stop just beating down the cubs because you know what they're fucking idiots not knowing what they do they are creative they are warriors as well maybe instead of you know you don't know what you have here maybe those water those guardian pack goes in and says you know what now you don't have an idea what to do but we are going to train you up you are going at the end of the day you're going to be the best one wielding this this weapon because you got it there's certainly a reason why you have it that's why you should keep it and we train you to use it properly you know what, maybe you're right, but just as you pointed out, that becomes the Elder's decision, and it becomes the Elder's decision because of that tenant of the litany. So it's right because it's right because the litany says so. 
You the litany which was me. created by the elders. You, you presented you that scenario that you handed me, sir. <laughs> I just pointed out how you pointed out that I was right. It's fine. Obviously, the elder says he's right. That's why he's right. Is the is the right way to do to do that? That's that's how you fight a war, just because he's the elder. No, trusting in the wisdom and experience of the elders, of the people giving the orders and calling the shots, not just letting shit happen at random. But was it really random? If it would be yes. random, everybody would be running around with grand claves. That's not how claves work. Like, there's not a clave farm somewhere, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can move on. Fair discussion. Why not? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a fair question. That's a different discussion for a different episode. He's sending the kinfolk out to uh, harvest the claves once a year. <laughs> they grow on stalks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just pull them right from the stalks, you know? You know get what? those clave create seeds. This, create this Metashock troops. And they all get claves? Oh, boy. Okay. All of them get claves. And just sent and just send them to the worm to battle it where we're to <laughs> Just march them into Melfi's. Oh, right. this is fun shit. Alright. <laughs> Ye shall not eat the flesh of humans. Grimness, you're for this one. Yeah, what where's the discussion I honestly? You shall not eat the flesh of humans. They're disgusting, don't do it. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> then <laughs> Hey mom, god damn it. I'm just kidding. You know what? Hot dogs are disgusting. They're still tasty. Fucking what do you want? Yeah, but that's hot dogs, you know? Well, it's, it's like hot rat and pigeon, and like there's all sorts of shit in those. <laughs> Look, there, 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 has, there, there is a reason why eating or not eating the human flesh is, an, you know, is a tenet in there. Obviously, there might be a problem with this. In world talking, of course, we don't, we don't know that. Uh, if we would go out world talking and going through the Apocalypse book, the fall of the Red Talons is actually telling us why we shouldn't do this. But at the end of the day, eating human flesh is, if you're not lupus, is just eating your, eating your brethren. That's just cannibalism. And this is just in, so inherently evil that you are inviting the worm into yourself. And it's so bad that you look... The Wendigo even had to create a special ritual What's to, funny, it's to, funny. to get, get off the worm taint they have there. They lost Sasquatch for this. Well, allegedly Sasquatch evolved like a Pokemon. So, by that logic, the Wendigo is higher than Sasquatch. That's the evolved version, which would suggest that to get to a higher plane of existence, we need to eat more flesh. But... Even if we ignore that, you, you do, again, you bring up the Wendigo, and the Wendigo certainly aren't evil. In fact, they're some of the fiercest, most loyal warriors of the nation. Oh, you're unless you're a Geta Fenris, you should, you should be afraid of the Wendigo, unless you're a Geta Fenris. You know, they, they are fierce warriors. They serve Gaia. I, would, I don't... They they, are, and they, they, and they eat human flesh. They, they, they serve a cannibal totem. Yeah, and they Gaia doesn't seem to have a problem already. with that. Why do you? Why do you? Why do you think you're better than Gaia? <laughs> why do you actually think you're better than Gaia? Because I don't. Gaia I'm following her. Tenet in there that you should not eat human flesh. Oh no, 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 no! Remember the the litany was <laughs> come up by elders back by the Concord. There's nothing to do with Gaia. Remember? And maybe we should trust the wisdom of those elders to not eat human flesh. Oh, but I thought they were all morons. They are. Yeah, so we should listen to morons, is what you're telling me. <laughs> it, it's funny how we just, you know, we just 
turning ourselves around because those arguments are always the same on the stupid tenants. <laughs> oh my god. Are we pushing that one then? Oh, when it gets towards the end of these tenants, he's right. <laughs> they, they tend to bring up old stuff, so... <laughs> I remember that yeah. in our episode. Yeah. You, shall not, you shall not eat human flesh. That's a thing. You right. don't cannibalize yourself. I personally would actually... I think there should be another tenant that actually forbids you from eating wolf flesh as well. Well, there are the additions where that's in there. What is it? Rev- I think it's in Revised? I don't think so. I think, I think it's in Revised. Could like, be. Wait, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to the shelf. Danny's got Warrior of 20 is what we're using. But I, I agree with you there. Like, it should be wolves and humans. So, and I mean, there's, there's one thing so about all the pharaoh out there. And I can't tell you why Gaia and her wisdom did it that way. But all the pharaoh, all the changing breeds share the human form. So somehow there should be, there is something about the human form that makes it special. Delicious, at least. You know, at least by, by the Gaia-sanctioned totem Wendigo. Okay, we can move on. By Gaia-sanctioned totem Wendigo, which is halfway down his way to Worm already. This is going in circles. We're going to move on. <laughs> yeah. Respect those beneath ye. All are of Gaia. Porter, you're for this one. I'm for this one? Yeah. Okay. All right. I figure I'll give you both sides of that book. That's kind of the same side. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. All right. We have so many different aspects and facets that make up the world that we live in. You know, from from the mighty Garu warrior to the stupid Bastet to, you know, the, the butterfly just flapping its ass off somewhere in a meadow. All of it is, in fact, of Gaia. And while the Garu are Gaia's fangs, it, it is important to remember lessons of humility that... We are protectors and not conquerors. It is not our job to sit in, in judgment and in rules. Surely that can lead to the worm. This isn't about nothing can be hurt. It, it is, this is about thanking your prey, thanking the hunt, the, the, the deer that you killed, thanking it for giving its life. To remember that it's important, that it's part of the grand cycle that is Gaia. It's to not, it's to do your best because look, we're all folk here, and we got rage. But to do your best not to take advantage of the things, the people, the things that you have power over. Maybe it's not kicking Cousin Larry's ass just because he kind of bugs you a bit. It's doing your best to withhold, to, to hold that urge back for the greater good, which, by the way, could also save us from making a skin dancer one of these days. You know, it, it is respecting the ecosystem and the circle of life in, in the way, guy's way, the natural way of things. It's not being, uh, not being a bully. It's not always easy to do. But that's why we have that tenet, to remind us to strive to be better. You know what? For this one, I won't even give you a fight, because this one is just right. Well, there you go. This one is actually right. And Garu are the ones who are actually ignoring it the most. And you sure, you sure handed out the wrong sides on that one. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I'm just doing <laughs> Thank it. You, sir. I'm just doing it at random at this point. I'm like doing it. Any yeah, he's doing it random. No, the thing is, should we tolerate criminals? No, but can we kill them with respect? Yes. Should we tolerate those litany breakers around us? Should we tolerate the bastard? 
You know what? The War of Rage. I said they're taking a beating today. It's cool. <laughs> the War of Rage was there because the God Rig not this one. Potentially and allegedly, and it, but I'm with you. And by doing so, they might have dealt the hardest, the strongest blow against Gaia. A, a deeper cut than the worm ever could. Let's pour one out for the grinder real quick, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. On to the next one, saviors. On to the next one, then. The veil shall if not you know, be lifted. Oh, sorry, Krivis, what do you got? No, it, it's just a thing. You can respect your enemy. You don't, you know, you're, you're still an enemy. You're still understanding where the problem is. You're still understanding that he's somebody or she's somebody that needs to be put down because of he's a fucking womb creature. Uh, if you're not able of seeing respect in Gaia's creations, you're not respecting yourself. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty solid. So now we'll move on. The veil shall not be lifted. You're for this one, Charybdis. I mean, wh- where's the discussion? The veil shall not be lifted. There is... You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, there were, you know, there's a reason the way it was created. Udagaru in the Imperium did not uphold the whale. And those fucking monkeys came pretty close once they realized what Silver does to Garu, of killing off the Garu, or at least having big problems. What, not keeping up this tenant, what was, what was actually, at the end of the day, draw, drove humans into cities. It was what gave them in their plea of help to the weaver the whale shall not be lifted. Do you know what's going to happen if 7 billion mutant monkeys understand what's around them and they can make silver bullets in automatic weapons? This is just, this is just the end times. Double it. You think the worm is a problem? Let the humans go loose. I'm hearing the things you're saying. And I mean, obviously, we know that the problem uh, in, in terms of the Imperium and in the end of that driving the humans into cities wasn't because of the veil, it was because the other shifting breeds got uppity. But, you know, and distracted the Garu from keeping the Imperium and keeping the humans out of those damn cities. However, with the way things are going with the end times, we have to consider all the different all the different aspects. You say what's gonna you know, can you imagine what these what, what the apes could do once once they learn the, the Garu were real. You know, they could manufacture silver bolts, they could but here's the thing. Why would we be so sloppy? Is is to make a big announcement? Did you do you do you think that that the Garu deciding to throw the veil away would be like throwing a parade? Certainly, tactical. If if we were to you know run that veil, we we're also talking about the Imperium here. I mean, honestly, because yes, the humans would have to be dealt with. So what we're really talking about is reinstating the Imperium. So in which case, certainly there would be tactical strikes. I mean, if. No one's there to see this small town getting eradicated at the dead of night. There's no one to know that it was the Garu. But there, you know, satellites, there, there will be people to know. That you, we are not in the 1800s anymore. We are not in the, in the fucking Roman Empire. And yet we can't we're still protected by the Galeria. I think there won't be... A, no, you can't have packs running loose and expect there's no, no asshole with a cell phone actually filming this. Sure, but... This is going to end up at YouTube. <laughs> it possibly could, and in, in fact, that in fact I think it we'll inevitably will. But that's the delirium. We'll, we'll help shield that, you know. And sure, so I guess some. thank fuck for the Imperium for creating the delirium. 
there will right. be some people that are affected by the by the Imperium, but cool. there will be people that are not. Most people there will, will be, be affected. And a very, you know very what? small they, margin won't be. And we call those we call those people crazy. You know what? The Imper actually the delirium is a pretty good reason to uphold the veil. Because just just imagine a world where the veil is lifted. And you have actually Pantax creating media stations and telling you, you know what? Those delirium things you have, those catatonic effects you have, this is because of fucking evil creatures running around slaughtering you day and night everywhere. Imagine. This will be just fuckface. You, you are just going to, to drove humanity into the worm's hands by this. Imagine a world where true Silverheels or Celeste Snowtop holds a press conference and says we are we are children of Gaia, literally and figuratively, and we are here to help reduce your carbon footprint. We are here to to help save the world and return nature to her glorious bounty, as so many of you also want. And we are here to show you a, a way of life that will make things better. We could show you this way. We are here in peace, and we are the enemies of the things that want to destroy this world. Join us, friends. Join us on the side of the angels, so to speak. You know, I'm so surprised that you could say that in a straight face. <laughs> I don't want to see your face right now, Potter. <laughs> yeah, sure. And now battle those videos about Garu, you know, losing their rage and just going rampant about a city and killing kindergarten. Well, those, those videos don't exist yet, so I, I can't really respond to something that hasn't happened. But they will re exist, and if they don't exist yet, you know what? Pantex will create them, and they will tell all the world. Because at the end of the day, you know what? Your savior here, I don't want to even be on the same street side than him. He's a fucking murderer. He's just, you know, sitting there shaking and watching the Cosby show. Nice cut. Good fucking good cut. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hell of a reference. I'm, yeah, I'm, very, like I'm very pleased. I'm a little flattered, actually. A little flattered, yeah. But, you know, certainly we don't, it's, and especially in this day and age, we don't blindly trust corporations. We know better than that. So when, you know, again, when, well, maybe not Silent Fist that wins. Tim Rowentree. <laughs> Silent Fist that wins is a bad spokesman. When Tim Rowentree comes out and says, look, this is Otali Burger, this is their, these are their practices. Who's society going to believe? The evil mega corporation, or our brand new furry friends who preach equality and and <laughs> stop it and the preservation <laughs> of nature. Danny is distracting me. Nope. <laughs> nope. Look, you you can't even you can't even look. I totally can, but Danny was distracting me. I don't know what he's he's finally about. shaking his head no, trying not to laugh, and it was not fair. <laughs> what was fair. happening is Jamie Alder was suing McDonald's. Did anybody actually stop McDonald's? No, they don't. Yeah, sure, Kurt said, yeah, he's right. That's not even meat that they are putting on your burgers. People still eat that. They don't care. Many people don't, but there are many, there are protests all over the place. There, there are people, you said people care about the environment. They care about a better tomorrow. And the children sure. of Gaia, the Garu Nation can provide that. They come in peace, motherfucker. Listen to Tim Rowentree and Celeste Snowtop. Listen to Evan Heals the Past, I guess. And <laughs> and watch Golgo murder your, you know, people in there cutting trees. He is in the Amazon trying to stop <laughs> Pentex's carbon footprint. Yeah. 
What about this old lady who's nowadays the you know, Mother Larissa? She's a dual old person <laughs> who what? is who is trying to help the downtrodden in Central Park. I think we have to oh, move boy. on, guys. I think we gotta push it. Yeah, we're, 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 we're pushing good. Porter yeah, to yeah. repeating himself because he's not even believing himself. Todd, you got your answer on that one? I already wrote down who won that okay. one. Okay, all right. Do not suffer thy people to tend thy sickness. I'm calling it audible. You get to choose this time, Danny. Oh. Just because his character is the one without the arm? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> oh, that's a- why. I figured it was going to happen. Uh, hmm. Charybdis, you're for it. Okay. Look, if you're going in there, and because you... You know, because you're not up to it, because your your pride is actually stalling yourself from taking yourself out of a of a battle position or whatever. And you are going to have your people getting killed because you're not able. This is a fucking problem. We are in a war, if you didn't remember it. We are in the end times. We can't have people have their pride blind them and have good warriors die because they put themselves into positions and get other people killed for them not being able anymore. Does this mean every cripple has to die? Sure not. No. There are a few good characters, there are a few good people that are actually very able, even with, if with injuries, even with battle scars. I mean, there is, like, Jaeger, who's actually quite capable without an arm. But he, Thank you. Beat, him, he beat himself up to get there. Because surely... If he would actually have been a liability to his pack, it would have been in, in his own best interest to get in a different role. We don't have to kill everybody who, who can't be in the front anymore. We need people in the backfield as well. But you should not have your people die because you are not able to put up your weight anymore. I, I feel like you were just making my argument there. I, I didn't... I didn't Dreamweaver out, right? I, I'm I'm anti this tenant. Yes. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I agree. The way you actually, it's fine because I can bring the same Albuquerque for both for both sides. You know, I mean, the the fact of the matter is, yes, there's a war going on. Exactly. Certainly, Jaeger, as an example, doesn't really apply. Jaeger can feed himself. He can hunt. He can still walk on two legs. He can still fight with one arm. Doesn't apply to him. You know, where it does apply is maybe closer to somewhere like um, like Nathaniel Owens. Uh-huh. Or, or even, to go more extreme, that, that Garu who lost his legs and arms in some unfortunate battle in the Amazon. Someone who can't take care of himself anymore. You know, and of course the litany would have that Garu kill himself for the greater good. Or be put down if, if he couldn't. I mean, that, that's what the litany teaches us. But I would argue that without arms and legs, well, surely that guy could still talk to spirits. Surely he could still pass on knowledge. And, and yes, it would be a burden on the nation to have to clothe and feed him and change his fucking diaper. But certainly we can get some kinfolk for that, right? We don't have to waste precious soldiers playing nursemaid. We have kinfolk to play nursemaid. In fact, they can go to medical school and learn how to do that professionally so they can provide for the nation and, and use uh, looking at that tenant to defy, in defiance of that tenant that would just 
woefully and wastefully end Garu lives. They can instead send those kinfolk to better themselves and learn medical training that can help other Garu down the line as well, can bring in much-needed money to the nation. So you're saying they shall not, you know, suffer their people to tend their sickness because they should make themselves useful. That they have uses outside of just being shock troops, yeah. And they're not, again, and I'm saying they're not a burden on the nation if we just have the kinfolk do it. And again, we can enrich the kinfolk's lives that way. They'll make more money, they'll have a good career, they can, uh, you know, they can help financially support the nation, and they can use those medical skills to help other Garu who aren't as bad off as well. Everybody wins, and everybody gets to live. Why do you got a problem with that? No, I don't have a problem if you make my argument. I don't make my pro- have a problem with you saying, yes, this Garu is still useful, that's why he shall not die, but he's not suitable to be in the, in the battling position, that's why you should find other, pe- other things to do. And at one point, you are in a war, you can't waste resources on people that are not useful to the nation. So find uses for them. You don't have to kill the guy who can actually talk to spirits, who can actually be, or maybe he's from, uh, he's a high-ranking get offenders who actually has my, my personally favorite gift of, of glory scars and just don't care that he doesn't have any legs because if he's activating, he has them back. But he actually, and again, made himself useful. He did not let his people tend his sickness. He actually is still valuable for the nation. Um, I mean, yes. But that's, Thank that's you. my point. <laughs> I think there's been I think there is. I think there is. I think the problem here, and now that's the, that's the meta talk, I think the problem here is that how do you look at this tenant and say, okay, what is actually needed for the nation? If you look on a, on a straight battle perspective, this tenant gets a bit uh, way closer. But for example, let's say, Jaeger couldn't have gone out there and, and fight anymore the way he did before. Would he actually, Danny, because it's your character, maybe you can answer this. Would Jaeger be just so proud standing in the front line and get somebody else got, die? Would he go out there and have, uh, bring himself in a situation where Ghost would have to risk his life just because he was too proud to step down and say, you know what, I have to find other ways, other things to do? Oh no. As, as a get, I would just go out swinging, no, I'm going to die. It's just a sacrifice play. So any good Garu would find a way to make himself the most use out of, out of his own things. There might be a Metis who is crippled, but has a great mind. So put him in a position where he can use this mind. But, but I mean, sure, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're off the, the thing here. To be pro that tenet... Is, is, you know, where's your argument to why it's a good thing that those Garo take themselves off the bat, off the fucking... No, it's a good thing to, know, to have them know their place. To have them know, okay, I can't have this position anymore. I should not have my people suffer and tend to my sickness because I just want to be here. I should know, okay, this is not my place anymore. I have to find a new place. But, but the tenant suggests that the, the Garo in question takes himself off the fucking map. This is, you know, my people need to provide for me. I can't take care of myself, so I should do the correct thing and kill myself. Yeah, and there's a problem on the interpretation of this, of this, of this tenant. And, there's, and I think one of the problems here will also be in the, in the tribes, because as we all know, the tribes have different um, opinions on the tenants. Some of them uh, just ignore uh, some of those tenants. 
yeah, um, like this whole stupid surrendering, which you know no good cat would actually accept. The problem here is if we're looking at it on a on a traditionalist loyalist thing of we're still in a constant battle and we can't have anybody else but warriors in here because every other job is just kinfolk job, or if it's more inclusive thinking of okay, what we can't have all we can't all be warriors. We need people in the backfield as well to provide for us. And then you have to think, okay, is this just kinfolk work or is this ex also werewolf work for those werewolves who can't be in the battlefield anymore? Maybe and. I mean, this happening like never, a werewolf was getting too old and actually starting to die down. Sure, 200, 300 years ago, probably they just would gun out in the wild and, you know, get killed. Or maybe they realized, you know what, my knowledge is going to die with me. I should pass that on to the next generation. I, I mean, sure, that's just really the argument here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. Yeah. All right, moving on. The leader may be challenged at any time during peace. Herbidus, you're for this one. That's a different one. It's, that's actually a difficult one. Because does that mean everybody who's going in there, getting himself into a position of, 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 of leadership, and always has to fear there's somebody coming and taking it from him? Surely it would be a great idea to have those people that actually are able to create a peacetime to let them lead. And... There might be, and my, my, maybe my problem of this is the at any time part of this. There should be situations, there should be times at, at moods, for example, where you can challenge the leader for leadership. But just, you know, walking around saying, you know what, we're not fighting at, at this moment. I will going to challenge you. Yeah, you idiot, but in three hours there will be a battle. So, <laughs> uh, you can't do this now and, uh, you know, and disrupt the whole hierarchy thing. Yeah, but now, now is peace, and now we can fight. Christ. It's a tough one, man. It is. I think I had, yeah, I had to rebuttal this one. This one's hard. Just going to switch it for the next one. So. I know. Okay. All meta-talking, some of those are just, you know, not very good there. Ah, no. yeah, it's a challenge. <laughs> some, of, some, some of those tendons are just like, yeah, you're repeating yourself, man. Well, and some of them are, you know, again, with the meta... It's, it's hard yeah. to disagree with, but got a job to do. So, <laughs> the ability to, to reevaluate leadership and to, to vie for it, to, to, to strive to be a better leader than the ones uh, you have, they're, they're, those are good things. Not every leader is a great leader. Not every leader is a good leader. There are corrupt leaders. There are stupid leaders. And there's nothing wrong. Certainly, there should be a way to challenge that. Sure, there is a way. But to say... At the right time, in the right place, and that place is the mood, and not any time. But to say, during peacetime, is, is such a vague sentiment. Uh, when is peacetime? There's a war going on. You could argue that there is no peace right now. At the same time, you know, uh, my, my esteemed opponent here mentions a time and a place is a boot, and that's absolutely true. There should be a time and a place to challenge for leadership, not just some vague peacetime. We're not actively fighting. So now is the time. This also, without structure that way, with the ability to just challenge someone for leadership, whenever there's not actively a combat going on, this doesn't necessarily promote a, a better quality of leadership. I mean, surely this just promotes the, the biggest lunkhead who can bench the most. Maybe that, you know, 
it's peacetime. So I'm going to challenge you, not because I deserve to be in charge, or not necessarily because you shouldn't be in charge, but just because I want it. Certainly there should yeah, be better be checks and balances and a better structure than just peacetime. So you're giving my, me my point. That's, that's fine for me. Thank you. I, I don't think that is what happened. <laughs> you, you're pro-peacetime, sir. I am pro-peacetime. I am pro-peacetime. The main problem is, do we really... Ah, fuck it. I have totally misunderstood this thing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... My, 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 my mind was going on the, uh, the leader may not be challenged during wartime. I'm sorry, guys. I really do. <laughs> that's, that's, because, that's all right. It's next. Yes, I, I just spoke my mind, and I was giving you yourself. <laughs> no, okay. You did uh, let, 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 me read my, let, let me get my mind back, because it's, it's later here for me, and it's, it was a long day, so I'm sorry for that. Let me get that again. All right. Because actually, I think having standing both sides is a good thing for a soldier to hear. Because as a storyteller, you have to have like 20 characters and all of them have different opinions on the litany. Right. So my, my real answer to this question is actually, this rule isn't just, you know, that's just not a law. That's just a reminder to challenge the weak. This is a reminder to see a weak leader and to get rid of him. Or it's an opportunity for some lunkhead to take advantage of a situation and take over. It and, is, then it's, and then I think if the leader is actually capable and, and good in this place where he is, he will beat the challenge and stay a leader. And if he's a strong leader and a good leader, that's what should happening. But if he's weak, if he's foolish, if he shouldn't be in charge, if, that's not, if there's no reason to keep the hierarchy in charge, challenge this person. And sometimes a fucking second too late is a second too late. Maybe there is somebody who gets, because he's old, because he's crazy, he's getting confused of one of those bazillion medallions of the lone silent uh, silver fangs running around who's actually in fact worm-tainted, but he's telling himself, telling all the people that he's actually an ambassador. Tell us how you really feel, damn. <laughs> And there is a leader who is getting deceived and bringing the Cairn to, to destruction, to, to, to trauma, to, to, yeah, to the apocalypse. You should challenge those people. Well, and again, there's, there's nothing wrong with challenging leadership. There's nothing wrong with wanting to, to have a, someone better or smarter, someone stronger or whatever in charge. There's nothing wrong with those things. But... You know, you, you, you say that the tenet isn't really like a law, it's just more like a reminder. That's interesting that this would be the only tenet ever that is just like a little friendly reminder and not like a law. That's weird. Uh, I didn't say it's um, no law. It's, it's, it isn't just a law. It's more than that. It's a law and a reminder that you shall challenge the weak. If we, if we want to bring him up again, because I love him so much, Golgol didn't wait well, to, I thought, I thought, to take... To take Ref's, leadership of the Amazon, he just was Ref's, going in there and took it. Gogol got pulled from the table. You can't use Gogol. <laughs> I have this card sitting here in front of me. Uh, I can have him every time I want. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think that is a... Ref's. Uh, <laughs> I think that means we're skipping to the next one now. Yeah, we'll just move on. <laughs> the leader may not be challenged during wartime. Just keep it at the same thing. 
Scribdis gets this one too. As the pro, I got this one. As the pro. Of course, Alita shall only be challenged to be wartime. It's the war. You can't. You can't just disrupt your whole hierarchy. E- ever happened? You know. They, I mean, there's this 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 great saying in the, in the U.S. of saying you don't change your horse in the middle of the of the race. I don't. I don't okay. think that is a saying in the U.S. I don't know. I've heard this quite often. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's on there like every second presidential thing in one of those. No, you don't. You know, change your horse half the way. See the the problem with what's what you're saying here is that a warrior, you know, a soldier, even even a commander, being in command doesn't necessarily make you right. I mean, it's interesting to hear you flip flop on the hierarchy issue, but there there are situations where a leader, uh, perhaps due to combat trauma or stress or injury or just incompetence, will will keep a stranglehold on a group, on a pack, on a sept. Under the auspices, under, under the, the bullshit of, hey, it's, it's wartime, so you can't challenge me. You look to, to, to larger battlegrounds like the Amazon, how many wargs were out there pinned down by a Pentex first team, following orders from someone who just couldn't handle his shit when it came down to it. And his orders get people killed because he can't be challenged in the thick of it. How many military mistakes are made by people panicking and no one's allowed to question those orders? How many little... Clive idiots think they actually would know what's best in a big war thing. How many, you know, trench grunts can see the big picture of a war needs to be won? And sure, that's a point you can bring up. But at the same time, there's a line. There is a point to where, you know, the Silver Fang says, burn that village. Fuck the humans, burn the village. There's a femur in there. And he's got a thing, and we don't know which hut. Kill everybody there. There's a point to where your your Bonar or your Stargazer or your Shadow Lord or your Geta Fenris says, "What the fuck are you talking about? We're not just calling innocent lives like that." that. <laughs> just so because you, you said formal, so. You know, so you would have the former just go away. No, I would have because a, a competent commander you know, say, "Hey, you know, let's use Sense Worm and narrow this shit down." Sure, but you can't. Hey, Fengi, shift to Kranos and run through the fucking village and we'll see the one that doesn't freak out and piss themselves. That's probably our guy. Maybe that should happen before we firebomb the place. Sure. And that's a thing you can do. You know, Not if you can't challenge the guy in wartime. No, 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 no. You can't challenge him. That's some armchair quarterback Monday morning shit. That does not mean you can't let him know that there are problems with with the orders he gives. Right, but if the guy in charge says, fuck you, I'm in charge, do what you're told, isn't there a moral obligation at some point there? What moral obligation? You're in a war. You are not fighting for some silly, you know, some silly village over there. You, are you heard it first. Kill all existing. the babies because your leader said so. Yeah, sure. You know I'm German here. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that's uh, time for the last one then? Yep. Yeah. Ye shall take no action that causes a cairn to be violated. Hit him, Tom. Hmm. Quarter year four, this one. Okay. As, as time has gone on, the Gyro Nation has lost so much ground. 
Again, I don't want to shock anyone. The apocalypse is nigh. The end times are coming. We know this. We've said it over and over again through through the course of, of these little debates. And, and there there is no debate that there shouldn't be, certainly, that every single cairn is precious. There are so few of them left. There are so few strongholds, so many potent places of Gaia where the totems can thrive, where the gyro can collect their strength and train and come together, that the loss of even one more is, is a tragedy, and, it, and it's a shame onto the entire nation. The idea of even entertaining an action that would compromise these sacred spots is, is just unthinkable. It's abhorrent to the highest level. Actually, this is... You don't battle this one. You shall not take an action that causes a current to be violated, because this is like, like the worst thing you could do. This is above all those other tenants of those, yeah, fuck, yeah, where is the debate? And I can't see a single werewolf debating this one. The same answer I had. <laughs> no, because, look, this is like, Porter, would you go against this one? With what, with what argument? Sometimes sacrifices have to be made for the end times. No one is advocating that letting a cairn fall is a good thing. But there are situations, there are times, when we simply have to cut our losses and move on. Now, obviously, you want to fight to the last man. You want to fight to the last man to preserve a cairn. Obviously that. They're that important. But when doing so causes undue death and undue loss onto the nation, sometimes we have to bite the bullet and understand that sacrifices have to be made. Sometimes you have to cut off the arm to save the rest of the body, the infection. It's not something we should be happy about. It's not something we should like to talk about, but it's something that sometimes has to happen. Am I willing to sacrifice a hundred Garu for a cairn that is already going to fall? No, I'm not. I will open the moon bridges. I will call for a retreat to send those Garu to other seps, to rally troops, to, to live, to fight another day. And I hate the idea of having to lose that cairn in the process, but I also understand that we have a war to win and we cannot win it by needlessly flushing Garu lives down the toilet. That'd be my argument. Which is a good argument, but why can't you just burn down the cairn in the first place? You know you're losing it, burn it down. And well, then it's not violated. I mean, I mean the worm's going to take care of that. I mean, that, that's an argument on I mean, the definition a, of the word violate at that point. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could argue unless a spiral stick in his dick in the dirt, it doesn't count. I don't know what. Oh, jeez. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's just a semantics issue at that point is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, a, that, that's one of those problems in many of those tenants. Sometimes it's just, just a small word. It's just the wording which makes it strange. Which is what makes it so it, much fun when people like you and I get together to fight about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can take and, that one word and you can run with it. Yep. Like that happened a bit today. Yeah, yes it did. And, you know, almost every single Yeah, and I mean, I, I would totally argue, agree with the part of sometimes you have to make losses and, you know, to, to save the rest. But you can always just take this thing down, burn it down, close it down, and so it doesn't get violated. It doesn't. The, this, well, this whole well, I mean, you can't go hold on, safe. worm. The cairn's closed. You can't, you know. Yeah. Time out. Time yeah. Out. <laughs> Look, a good water would have created <laughs> safe. Would like have red light, green light powers? <laughs> yeah. Look, if, if I would be in <laughs> Should we then? Let's just, let, 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 let just imagine. Intimidation. <laughs> you, are, you have a cairn. Have a situation, have a possibility to actually, if this thing, or if this cairn 
is even remotely close to losing to to get lost, have a fail safe to destroy it. Well, and that's Make fine. Earth. But six of one at that point because you're still losing the king. Yeah, but you're not getting violated. So the, the tenant is still in charge. But again, this is where semantics come into play, because no matter what, you're still losing that cairn, whether it's, you know, uh, the, whether, whether, it's, whether it's, being possessed, yeah. where it's being taken by the worm or it's being scorched to earth, it's still not a cairn anymore, you, you know? Yeah, but you can come back, cleanse it again. Oh, theoretically, you could do it if the worm takes it, too. In fact, you'll need those hundred or so garu to reclaim it. Ooh. Sure. And you can just burn it down and deny the enemy the the resources he would actually have gotten out there. Well, yeah, but the fact of the matter is the worm doesn't need pure land to make a fucking hive. They need a hole in balefire, and they can bring the balefire. <laughs> actually, we could, we, we could talk about like how half of those tenants are a thing 500 years ago and not so much today. I mean, you... You, you could go that angle, and maybe you should have in some of those. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think uh, becoming a, uh, a glass walker is, is changing my mind on many things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. all right. Well, I mean, we hit the, all the tenants. You guys each had your own thoughts mm-hmm. of goods and bads and pros and cons. Are there any you guys kind of want to... Maybe touch on that you didn't like what you had to say, and you want to go the other way. Oh, there, there were quite a few ones, <laughs> which I, I am on the, definitely on the other side, like the Metis one. Okay. I'm totally against this tenant because this tenant's just stupid. Uh, you know, I, for me, I don't want to say I don't care because that, there's an implication behind that. Right. But I, I was fine with either way, for the most part. Well, you can play the Philodox really well. Right. Especially with Jude, but you can also play, you have your ways of arguing each one of them as well. well so. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's funny, is playing Jude helped with that? Because, uh, you know, in, in, in his early, early, you know, still, still working on him, yeah. you know, the idea of, you know, the Shadow Lord, Rag, uh, Shadow Lord Philodox, excuse me, was great because it's like, well, how do I get, I, I started in my head finding a way to use the litany to debunk the litany. It's hmm. <laughs> a good way of doing it. How can I get a yes from four no's? So it didn't matter which side you gave me. I had an argument ready no matter what. Or at least, in your maybe, head. yeah. How shadow lordy of you. Right? Yeah. Well, that's how he was able to progress Jude. Oh, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, it was, it was a fun experiment, you know. You use the litany to debunk the litany. How can I use following the litany to get whatever I want? And you can't do this with most of those tenants anyway. Because half of them is either, repeat, is either repeating itself. Or it's just, you know, standing against it, itself. Well, again, you know, though that battle, sometimes that battle is one on semantics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's one on double talk, or not the strength of my argument, but the strength of which I dismantle your argument. Which you already do, just in life in general. Well, I, 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 I think it's very funny that, uh, for example, if you look at the, at the Glasswalkers, the Glasswalkers are just renaming some of those tenants because they realize how stupid this is nowadays. Well, it's... You know, I mean, it's its, its own thing. And yeah, I mean, obviously every tribe has its its stance on it. But um, this has been a blast. That was a lot of fun. Was whole, there was a lot of uh, holding back some laps to keep the show going. Mm-hmm. So, do, do we get to know who won? I want the audience to let us know who they think won. 
I know who won. I've kept tallies. Okay, do, do I get to hear later? You'll get to hear later. Yeah, you'll hear later. I'm sure we'll tell Caribdis. But maybe. I would like the audience to take their votes. That would be great. You guys, let us know. You know, uh, there's the Discord. You know the email. RageAcrossPodcast at gmail.com, which we have not said in forever. But We haven't? No, but it's... It's in the show notes. Yeah, it's in the show notes. It's yeah. on the website. You guys can figure it out. But, you know, you can hit us on the forums, which we have not talked about in forever. Those are still there. <laughs> and on the Discord, when and what, what's airs, the I will page? actually start a poll for this and who you think won. Nice. So there'll be a okay. Discord poll. And yes, to answer your question, Caribbean, the website is RageAcrossTheInternet.com. <laughs> .com. I needed it so much. <laughs> it's like the only person to ever say that. Yeah, right. Besides us three. Again, brother, I'm I'm so glad we were able to get you for the show. Thank you for coming on. Oh, it was a blast. I'm definitely up for being more here for my time schedule. It's actually working with me. That would be fantastic. Because we have some uh, some shows coming up. Yes, we do. We can definitely use an extra voice here or there. So you are always welcome. You know that. Oh, I hope so. And I'm always glad to be here. In the meantime, however, that is our time for the week. So we want to again thank Caribbis for joining us. And on behalf of, of him, of Danny, uh, Tom, and myself, we want to thank you guys for listening, for all your support. We want you to take care of yourselves, take care of each other, keep your claws sharp, head on swivel. We'll see you.